0: Good afternoon. I'm Trustee Susan Solomon, Chair of the Board Facilities Master Planning and Oversight Committee, and I call this meeting to order. Mrs. Steban, can you please call the roll? Certainly. Chair Solomon, present. Trustee Chung, present. Trustee Wong, present. You have a quorum. Thank you. I will start with the land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramitushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramitushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramitush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. I also want to acknowledge the extraordinarily difficult times we're living in now, as we see what is um, unfolding in Israel and Gaza. And I wanted to add that uh, for those who weren't present for the previous uh, committee meeting, uh, student Heather Brandt told. that she would not be present for meetings today. She did leave a sign in her place, which you can see there. Uh, It is unfortunate that we will not have student voice in our committee meetings today, that very valuable student voice. But at uh, times such as these, there are many different ways we need to approach how to take care of, uh, of our community, of ourselves, and what is going on in our world. With that, I want to ask if there are any speakers uh, for public comment who are speaking on items not on the agenda.
1: We do have. First is Mandeline Muller.
2: Thank you. Here? Ah, okay. Um, I didn't realize till last night that you will have a closed session with this mural move on the agenda. Um, and I hope I can come back and continue because I'm long winded. But I, I did want to point out a few things that are in the newspapers now that are very pejorative towards the college. They keep saying how we've been a bad steward of the mural. And I personally am offended by that. And I'll tell you why. This is one of my answers that I sent. I'll send letters to all of those writers, but in this point, um, I I insist we have been a good custodian of the mural, in particular since its installation in the Milton Pfluger-designed theater lobby in 1961. I arrived at the college as a faculty member in 1965 and made it a special point since then to research, guard, and protect the mural these many decades. I have saved many paper trails, you know me, involving these activities, including interviews, Quite a few, with Emmy Lou Packard, who was Rivera's assistant on the mural, and did major restoration work, especially following the damage that happened to it on Treasure Island, extensive damage, and she redid a whole patch of the mural. Um, I my my feelings about the aesthetic of the mural come from her, and from um, Tom pfluger who was Milton pfluger's son, who I also talked to a lot over the years. Gave me this book about that his father wrote, <clears throat> um, according to Emmy Lou and Tom, the design of the theater was very purposefully to to carry out <clears throat> the aesthetic point that Rivera was trying to make uh, on his mural. It is the marriage of the arts on the northern and southern continents, and so putting it in a college <clears throat> lobby, which Milton Pfluger designed specifically for it, was. Um, in keeping with what Lou told me was Rivera's goal. So <clears throat> I think we started off very well. <clears throat> and I hope I can continue a few more remarks when we get to that on the next agenda. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Next is Harry
0: Bernstein.
3: Good afternoon. Uh, I guess I had understood, and maybe this is something that's going to be on the board meeting, the full board meeting and not the facilities. But um, there has been a question regarding the Evans Center. Uh, the latest that I've heard, uh, as much as $36 million was allocated for renovations and repair At that facility. Um, The people I know who work there, who have a history there, who have uh, sources of people who were there before them, say there's very little to show for that. The roof still leaks, the water still comes in the windows and does damage. And it's unclear not only what happened to that money, but uh, whether there is $6.5 million left to do the original repair, or whether that there is at least one official opinion from a manager, uh, an outside manager, who said that money has been spent on sprung structures, on planning, on you name it. And I think the college has got to get to the bottom of this. I know I'm asking the PGC Facilities Committee to consider that, and maybe it's you know overlap, because I'm not sure of uh, what exactly the division is between two facilities committees. But nevertheless, Evan Center is being downgraded or degraded and continues to deteriorate. Um, so something has to be done. I thought it was going to be on this agenda, but I'm hoping that will be on a forthcoming agenda and get some information from those who know, and get some inside information from those who are there and can tell you even more.
0: Thank you. Are there any others, uh, Ms. Steban? That concludes public comment, not on the agenda. Thank you. Our first um, report is on the SCALE SF model and presenting will be Leslie Simon, faculty member.
4: And um, Ms. Estevan, Grace, do you have the slideshow you could? Thank you. And if you don't mind advancing the slides while I speak, that'd be so great, thank you. Um, I'm glad you brought up Timothy Pfluger, Madeline, because Timothy Pfluger is gonna show up here. So the college um, received a grant to do a study of the feasibility of permanently installing the San Francisco scale model at City College of San Francisco. Next slide, please. So the model um, was built in the late 1930s. It was a WPA project. It was another brainchild of Timothy Pfluger. Um, He brought Diego Rivera to the Golden Gate International Exposition, and he brought the building of this model to it as well. It was shown there in 1939 and 40. And then um, it went to City Hall, where it was supposed to be um, installed permanently. The war intervened, and it was uh, it, the room was needed for war administration, and it was packed up and moved over to UC Berkeley. Uh, next slide, please. So um, it it stayed in storage. A little bit of it got used by architecture students at UC Berkeley, and then these two artists from um, uh, the Netherlands, Mick van der Vanderpol. Uh, Lizbeth Bick and Josh Vanderpol discovered it when they were had a, uh, a residency at SF MOMA. They were supposed to do a community engagement project. They discovered it, they brought it out of storage. Um, and you can see the gentleman is um is Gray Brecken, who is a geographer and the founder of the Living New Deal, which funded this grant. And Stella Lockman used to work at SF MOMA. They brought the uh, the 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 model out of storage. It was in sections, luckily, and each section went to the neighborhood branch library that it represented. It was a huge restoration project. And the city of San Francisco fell back in love with the model. But again, there was no place to put it, so it went back into storage. Um next slide, please. So I just wanted to show you some other um, uh, models. There's a model of the city of New York at the Queens Museum. It's a very exciting exhibition there, Um, and that was built for the 1964 World's Fair. Next slide, please. This is downtown Los Angeles. It was also a WPA project, and it's installed in the Natural History Museum there. Again, a very popular exhibition. Next slide, please. So we had an MOU, City College had an MOU with SF MOMA uh, for the, to install it for just for the summer of 2020 in Smith Hall cafeteria, uh, because the uh, cafeteria doesn't get used in the summer, as you probably know. And COVID intervened. So that didn't happen. Next slide, please. Anne Wetterg and I uh, co-teach uh, Introduction to Museum Studies and we use the model as a final project for a community engagement project. That is um, a, a leaf out of our uh, Canvas module. And you'll see in the middle on Free to Call Away, the new STEAM building. And we told our students that we thought we could install the model in the STEAM building and that um, they should uh, organize their community engagement project around that uh, possibility. We later found out there's no room there. We've conducted, you know, feasibility studies all over the campus. We see no other spot, but there is room. Next slide, please. There will be room in the upper level of the student union when part of it, is, well, when it is vacated, uh, many of the uh, offices are going to the new student success center. So we're taking a look at the upper level of the student union. Next slide, please. So on the right, you see the lounge and um on the upper left right now so what's in the student union right now is the student lounge in the upper level we're just talking about the upper level not the lower level and not the mezzanine so there's a the student lounge there's the homeless at risk transitional students program guardian scholars family resource center all but the lounge is moving over to the um to the new student success center leaving that space vacated um it would be a it, the, the, the model would fit in there perfectly you'll see a diagram in just a minute um, and we'll tell you how it would happen. But I wanted to show you the upper left photograph, that little if you if you look at it, it's not real clear here. There's a balcony that surrounds um, uh, two sides of of the of the lounge, and so that if the model were installed there, people would be able to look in there and see the model at night when it's closed. Next slide, please. Okay, so if you take a look at the diagram, this is the upper level of the student union. At the top is the entrance that you see in the lower photograph. So if you can situate yourself, that's cloud circle. And then to the left on the diagram, what you don't see is the mezzanine. So the dotted lines, the two squares that are dotted lines, represent the Family Resource Center and the Heart's Guardian Scholars. Those um, uh, offices will be moving to the New Student Success Center. We uh, and then the the solid line that you can see kind of overlapping there would be where the model would be installed. One of our construction management uh, faculty um, has assessed the cost that it would would take to um, demolish and renovate. Um, It's not a hard job because those walls were not permanent. Uh, I should say that I'm also working with Ann Wetrick, you know, my, my co-teacher I've already talked to you about, but also Michelle Nerman, who is an architect and architecture faculty. And she um, has done these, these diagrams and brought in the experts. Next slide, please. So this is kind of what it would look like. You would look out onto the Southeast side of the city. It's a beautiful view. Um, it would be not just a place for tourists, but a place for our college students' history of art, History of Architecture, um, History of San Francisco, many other classes would be involved. And if you picture it, here's Frida Calloway right there. To the north will be the Diego Rivera mural anchoring that side. To the south, San Francisco scale model anchoring that side. We will be a destination. It will put us, it will, it'll be a very good publicity for, for the college. Um, think about this and I'm almost done. You get off of BART. You cross the street, there's a sign, San Francisco scale model. There is an accessible path and a stairway up to the model. And then you have a sign that says, Diego Vera mural this way. So City College will have lots of good reasons to be in the papers for, you know, positive stories. So do you have any questions? Any questions? Did you want to say anything? Just
5: each on. I mean, I, I, um, I did speak with um, Leslie a little bit about sort of the work that's gone into really getting um, buy-in across uh, our participatory governing bodies. So that's not an easy feat and, you know, so appreciated for firing the RRP handbook. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that... Um, it would be, I know it's still pending a recommendation from the participatory governing council, um, but I was actually hoping if our committee would be willing to have a conditional recommendation where uh, we could recommend it before the entire board, um, you know, with the condition that it comes with a recommendation from the council. Could I ask, um, Trustee Chung, because I'm looking
0: at the resolution that was also attached. Um, if you are referring to um, moving the resolution with a positive recommendation to the board, so the, uh, and, uh, the therefore be it resolved, and we can fill in the blank. Uh, therefore be it resolved that the board of trustees that would be supports further exploration of permanently installing the San Francisco scale model in the upper level of the student union on the ocean campus of city college of San Francisco is your motion to move this forward or, or was it different? I don't want to put words in your mouth.
5: Uh, yes, it is.
4: I I think, um, right as, as well as a supporter. Yes. If if it would help, I can tell you the bodies we've gone to who have unanimously and enthusiastically voted for the resolution. I I have a list because there are so many of them, so I need to read it. Um, Associated Students Executive Council, Associated Students Ocean Council, Academic Senate, Classified Senate, Department Chairpersons Council, Works of Our Committee, AFT twenty one twenty one. We're going to be going to hopefully uh, SEI ten to one this month. Administrators Association next month, and we did present to facilities. And I'm reading from their minutes. The committee did not conduct a vote. Although the consensus of the members was favorable to continual exploration of the proposal, of feasibility study potential site locations. Uh, VC Cooper Wilkins would like us to get a vote. So I've talked to um, ABC Vasquez about going to their meeting again on Monday to get a formal vote. So that's the, the process. where so we followed the the little red handbook. The little red or
0: the big, handbook. Red handbook. <laughs> the big
4: red handbook. The big red
0: handbook. Little red handbook, something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Some people remember that. <laughs> um, so I um I would like to ask for a second to Trustee Chung's motion.
6: I guess uh, that would uh, leave, leave me here. I, I got some questions first. Well, first, some comments. Uh, this is a very fun project.
0: Yes, and I just thank you. for a second. Sorry, just process wise, we can have a second uh, and then have discussion.
6: All right, uh, I'll second it. Thank um, you. So, uh, this is a very fun project. So, thank you for engaging and bringing this uh, bring this forward. I, yeah, uh, just being able to have uh to have this uh the the scale model out there on on our campus it's really you know just I'm thinking about it as a you know if I was a kid I'd be like oh this is so neat mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, that's that's all I can think of
4: associate yeah, like. students think it'll bring a lot of a lot of students to the campus they're very excited about it okay. I mean there's some issues that they have they brought up some very good issues but we can solve the, those yeah
6: okay um and then some more my more practical uh questions is like what are the um what are the uh, I, I guess this might be a more of an Alberta question. Are there any potential costs that um, that City College might might get as a uh, part of this process that we need to think
7: about? Um, Cost wise, I think the the goal I've understood is it's a fundraising yes. project.
4: Okay. Yes, we would we would our case, goal is to put together an endowment fund, and that's what if we get if we get the green light from the board, we will go forward with that in the spring. Yeah, okay.
0: and we've also yeah. We, uh, so, so I wanted to. Um, Point out the importance of the wording in the resolution because it supports. It would be that we would support further exploration of permanently installing the model, and so it does. uh, Because questions might come up. It it, not relevant to it costing anything because it is Mm -hmm. clear that this um, the committee, the group who's been working on it, is making quite an effort to make sure it doesn't cost the college any money. Right, Um, but. Uh, why don't you finish your comments? Yeah. I have one other thing. And say. then
6: in in terms of the, the benefits, so I think we were thinking about how it would bring students and potential tourists. Absolutely. Uh, to,
4: yes. To yes. yes. Campus. They're going to come for the mural and they can come for the model. And I, I've talked to Will Minus and He's very excited about our joining forces for a mural model endowment fund. Mm,
6: yeah, that that would uh, definitely bring mm-hmm. more foot traffic to, mm-hmm. to the campus and get more people aware of City College and. And potentially increase enrollment as as well and in in terms of so, I think just having it at city college is a a good thing. What about the so since the mural and and the scale model will be at different places, what are, what's the how how is it what's the best way to get people to go from one to another? So because well, sometimes when you got like um a, a museum or or something, it's in one location where people can yeah explore.
4: i was just thinking that as i got, got off a of bar this afternoon we have signage we need signage on ocean and signage on free to call away and docents there are already docents associated with the the mural and we would also train student docents associated with the model okay thank you thank you
0: the only additional comment i have i uh, appreciate the comments it is an exciting project uh to me The way that the resolution is so carefully written is it's about further exploration because issues might come up that we haven't anticipated. For example, if for some reason the upper level of the student union um, on the ocean campus turned out not to be viable, we could still explore. Mm -hmm. It doesn't close the door. And it's for that reason that I um, would uh, also support moving this to the board with a recommendation of support any further comments questions with that we will move to a vote mrs stefan
2: chair solomon
0: yes
1: trustee Chung? aye. trustee wong yes the motion carries
0: thank you thank you and thank you ms simon next on the agenda is an update on the harry brit naming resolution and I'm not not sure who I'm supposed to be addressing on who's giving the report.
8: I I will, uh, Chair Solomon, I'll ask if uh, ABC Charles uh, would be on the ready to help with any additional information, but we have started uh, the process of uh, going through our participatory governance structure uh, in respects to uh, taking the board's resolution from a few semesters back uh, through the defined uh, administrative procedure Uh, The defined administrative procedure is listed uh, in the board docs background, and uh, essentially the first step of the process is to develop an application, uh, which is uh, attached uh, to the board docs uh, entitled Harry Britt Naming Proposal uh, from October of 2023. So this is the document that will work its way through our governance structure. We are are starting uh, the process next week with the uh, PGC Facilities Committee. Uh, Per our uh, Roles and Responsibilities Handbook, uh, we do hope uh, to have a first and a second read at the PGC Facilities Committee, as well as a first and second read, uh, hopeful of a recommendation to PGC. Uh, And those timelines are also included in the board docs uh, attachment, Uh, Grace, if you don't mind going to uh, the draft timelines. Uh, So these are uh, the tentative dates uh, for the scheduled meetings. So we do hope, uh, as I mentioned, to get through uh, two reads at the facilities committee and then two reads at the PGC, and then hopefully have a recommendation uh, to the board uh, before the turn of the calendar for 2024. Uh, We do hope uh, and do expect uh, full support. We look forward to engaging a variety of groups on campus uh, in this process and I'd be happy to try and respond to any questions, but we are on the PGC Facilities Committee uh, on Monday, October 23rd, uh, to officially start the process of going through our government structure and hopefully having a recommendation uh, before uh, the end of the year. Thank you.
0: Any questions or comments?
5: Trustee Chung? Um, thank you, uh, Chair Solomon, and thank you, Dr. Martin, for, for providing this timeline. I actually was hoping if um particularly um for this matter because it came before the board um was it three years ago now um when you know it was first proposed by um uh, trustee Williams former trustee um Temprano as well as former trustee Randolph and um I think it would be because particularly because many of these only require so so I guess my my question is if we can workshop with the first readings if it could actually simultaneously be introduced for a first read across um, governing bodies at the same time so that we can kind of really scrunch the timeline because I if I I can't remember I don't think we have a late December board meeting on the books right the last meeting i have on my calendar is the 7th Mm -hmm. of december and so i'm i was wondering if i don't know if that makes any sense so um basically if we can have it this so the the next pgc meeting i know there's one today is in two weeks is that correct um abc charles and dr
8: Yes, it's every other week. In
5: two weeks, yeah. So um, it seems like based off of that, if we could have it presented at the facilities committee for the first read, and then two weeks from now, presented to the PGC council, right, the PG council for a first read, that way we can tighten the timeline, um, that I think that would ensure it it would, you know, get to, we would finish it before the turn of the year. (laughs) I don't know if that's open to a possibility, ABC, Charles.
0: Thank you.
3: Subject matter expert.
0: Sasan. Okay. Yes, we can stagger for sure. We've done that before. This would be the ideal schedule, right? It's just cleaner, neater, easier to do it that way, but we can definitely stagger. Um, in the meantime, I've already sent it out to all of the constituent groups for review. Um, so that they're aware that it's coming forward on the the uh, facilities committee agenda um for a first read with the second read in late late November so it, it should be fine That's great thank you thank you for that suggestion uh, and I would say we will discuss this under uh, future agenda items but i would say the board facilities subcommittee should take it up as soon as these processes are done as soon as as we possibly can after um the shared governance processes are finished is there anything we uh anything else on this um i
6: i agree with moving this forward and i i do think we should uh it's been a long time coming and we should work to expedite this as fast as we can.
9: Thank you.
0: Vice President Martinez.
9: I just have to say that the presentation of these two items, the SF scale model and the possible renaming of of a building for Harry Brett have a chance to really build strong community here at city college. And I'm excited. And along with the return of the Diego Rivera. Mural, Uh, So uh, I'm thrilled that this is uh, coming forward and I, as a member of the board, who will be hoping to see the progress on this, am in full support of this as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: Before uh, proceeding to the next item, I realize I uh, don't believe I asked for public comment on A and B. So at this time, uh, public comment on A, B, and C before we move to item C, which is the SF MTA bike lane projects. Do we have public comment, yeah, Mrs. Stevan?
1: Or um item C, Fred Molheim.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's let's hear from Mr. Molheim now.
6: Madam Is Chair, it? I do not see Fred online right now.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll ask once more after uh, our discussion on this. So we will move to the uh, bike lane project. And we're ready to uh, hear the presentation. Is anybody doing any presenting on this? Uh, we have lots to say. but. <laughs>
7: Well, in that case, I can be very brief. Um, The the attached presentation uh, was one that the SFMTA uh, team presented to the Facilities Committee. Um, We can go through each slide and just kind of hit the high points. Um, They've identified it as a quick build project. Um, You can go to the next slide. I'm just going to be kind of reading off some of the topics. Um, You know, they're trying to encompass their Vision Zero policy, Uh, by doing some, you know, their their established principles and their strategies and using the quick build program, which is the next slide, please. um, They see it as a way to, you know, have a a simple, smaller projects and quick builds as they've identified them to keep the, some of the designs going forward. Um, And their tip, the next slide, their quick builds vary in terms of some it may require traffic signals, some are transit stop changes, parking and or loading, and even the bike lane delineators. Um, so in this example for the Frida Kahlo quick build, which is the next slide, please, um, they're trying to improve the safety for bicycling and walking on Frida Kahlo between Justin and Forrester, as a as document states. Um, they've, in, in the meeting they had with us, they did identify that there had been some incidents or accidents that occurred, um, but they were you know averaging one a year or, or no more than two a year if you average them out. Um, that was one of the concerns and questions that got that were brought up by the members of the facilities committee and the and the members. Um, but this also is part of the district's Avenue mobility action plan as they kind of do the more neighborhood public street section of it. Um I think the next slide referencing some of the issues they've identified. Um, they do acknowledge the, the new Balboa Reservoir development that will hopefully come into play soon. Also, the new projects that are going along Frida Kahlo. Um, but then those are their positives. But then some of their issues is the long crosswalks, the bike lanes. They're not really protected uh, based on their strategies. Um, the next slide... This is kind of their plan that they had laid out which was um you can see the green space would be the bike lane a protected bike lane that does in their view impact the parking or removal of parking but the um, being a college community in a corridor to connect the ocean towards a forest or kind of the uh, bikes throughout the city connectivity that that's where they've found um, the a, a model that they could use um and, and I am speaking for them. I this was going through their uh, their presentation. Um, they did meet with uh, the with different groups to understand the pathway and connect. And in the future, if you can scroll up a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, Grace. Sorry, down. I'm sorry. There there is a future connection, the dash line that goes from what is the student success to the to the corner to the back of MUB that Lee Avenue is gonna be a new street that'll uh, connect Lee Avenue. The the street that the Bubble Reservoir team will be doing is a street that connects to Ocean Avenue. And so they are uh, connecting us in a safer model through Ocean Avenue to Lee Avenue, adjacent to MUB, and then along Frida Kahlo. So that is one of the items that's also on the radar to do. Um, So the next slide, please. Actually, it's quite a few slides that just kind of finish up here. Um, most of these are just pictures of what it could, what it looked like. I think the bike lane would be kind of the lower right uh, side. And if there is any bus transit areas, it would be the bottom left, um, just for graphics. And then, yeah. Let's see, Frida configuration. So, yeah, so on the uh, bottom one, the two-way bike lane is looking from. Ocean uh, to north direction going towards uh, one end of campus if we start on Ocean Avenue on Frida Kahlo and going towards the Reardon School or the uh, that would be the lane there'd be a two way protected on the right, a single lane, and then on the back coming to from north to south there'd be the one traffic lane and then one lane of parking and the bike lane that is there now will also stay but the the two-way protected would be going north-south, which was the green uh, color that was shown in the previous slides, one of the previous slides. Oh, boy. And then as you scroll down, if you could show the – there there you go. The The bottom one shows kind of a, some bus uh, zone uh, impacts to that. Right now, most of the bus stops on Frida Kahlo are on the street side. Um, But uh, this is a city's SFMTA trying to improve their city and streets. Um, Go to the next one. So there are still some opportunities to meet. Um, I think one of the items, this is kind of an outreach to the different online items and also meet with SFMTA. Um, We did get, we did follow up with a schedule. I think that might be the last slide. If you go to the last slide. They're a little bit delayed with this schedule. Um, it looks like it's, it may be a summer of 2024 for implementation. But working backwards uh, with some of the information kind of followed up with is um, they're currently still in the approval process to the city agencies. Like they're still getting approval from a fire department. There is also a tentative uh, meeting with uh, SFMTA engineering public on December 8th followed by the SFMTA board in January. So some of their milestones on this slide, from this is a July presentation. Uh, It slipped a little bit, but they do have some public hearing scheduled for December 8th and another one on January. Um, But they're saying it would be done in the summer of 2025. 24, I'm sorry, summer of 2024.
0: Just to make sure I uh, understand, the the first or next public hearings would be on December eighth.
7: Yes, December de- December eighth. There's a public hearing was uh, identified as a SFMTA engineering public hearing, and in in January a date to be is a TBD date. And what, but there's an SFMTA board in January, and that's for f- consideration of final approval. Okay.
0: Thank you, AVC Vasquez. Comments, questions
5: from committee members? Trustee Chung? Um, AVC Vasquez, can you, um, did they happen to share how they know how many incidents have happened on that street?
7: I missed that meeting, but they did share some, they, 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 they came to the facilities committee and they shared some data. And unfortunately, it's, traffic numbers data that I, but I wasn't there for that one, but I know there was some follow-up and they kind of clarified that it's, they do the, um, the little line on the road, you know, to kind of do the counting cars that didn't identify the incidents, but they had historical records of incidents that had occurred on Frida Kahlo.
5: And I guess my question is how they find that source. I just, um, from members of the public, I got into a bicycle accident recently. (laughs) So um I don't know how that data gets collected um I'm curious I think as someone who um has used to drive to campus now doesn't have a car bikes a lot now and now walks very regularly to our board meetings um I I think um my question is it it feels like uh, is this the very first time SFMTA has visited um, our participatory governing bodies to, essentially between the spring <laughs> of this year and the summer, did they come to visit during their planning process?
7: Yeah, they, they, they had scheduled meetings. I think they met with associated students to to understand the process, and there was some information that they had worked with the students, possibly supporting it. Um, I wasn't involved. I was involved in part of a tour to show them and the students, but not involved in any official discussions from the associated students. But we did tour uh, the leadership of SFMTA with uh, several other student leadership as well.
5: Because yeah, you mentioned um, because they met with some groups. Is that so? Those are is that what they were quoting? Those were the some of the groups that they met with. And
7: that was the one on group campus group that I was aware of that I participated in. I don't know of other groups they might have met with.
5: I see. because it, But it hasn't formally, it's it's not like the SF scale model it hasn't gone through our formal participatory governing, governing so, process. So, 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 so
7: again, it's a public street. It's not our campus street, right? right. So right. Re- really, uh, I think similar to a resolution Trustee Wong had put together, this was a similar space that it, it was a public street. We don't, we have opinions about our, our, our street frontage, but it's still the city's, you know, they're trying to make the city's streets safe for pedestrians and also bicyclists
5: right i think i think at the same time though the street cuts across our campus and it's so i i think um i guess i'll I'll wrap up my questions my my point is i i think the the hope is well one i had a lot of trouble finding information about this is not on you you should ask this is on SFMTA. i just wanted to um I think it's a little bit frustrating that, um, they didn't actively seek out more of our input, particularly when we're sort of a sister public entity. And, um, I, I also, right. I I think particularly because, um, I also find that it's it's um, the road, if I had to if I had to prioritize any road within the radius of our campus, it would actually be the one that um, where the freeway, where the cars come in from the freeway. I don't feel safe biking along that street where there are a bunch of cars coming through, there are buses. I feel like there's a much better way to route that traffic um, if I had to prioritize something <laughs> for SFMTA around here. Um, but I'm I'm hoping um, there's a way for us, you know, and and I'm trying to to reach out to some of the members that I know from the Citizen um, Advisory Committee for SFMTA. But um, Dr. Martin, do you do you feel like there's anything that we can do to kind of you know encourage SFMTA FF, to slow things down and ask about how our community feels.
8: Uh, certainly, and I think we can uh, reach out to them and continue to uh, express our concerns about the project moving too quickly. I know uh, SFMTA uh, has partnerships throughout the city. So using uh, those partnerships, as well as current and future partnerships with SFMTA as uh, maybe an opportunity to open up that door uh, to that conversation. Uh, as we know, many of the city agencies and, and city colleges no different. Uh, we're interrelated. So I think leveraging some of those uh, interrelations uh, may be a viable next step. Uh, but I certainly agree that uh, if we are not ready, and I, I do uh, believe that this project is uh, moving a bit too quickly for comfort, uh, getting uh, our uh, a voice heard uh, at SFMTA as well as other agencies uh, that will uh, obviously have an impact uh, or this project will impact, I think is a, a good step forward.
1: do you want to speak uh, right. sure listen um, yes, one. Oh, can i yeah, is you. it okay go for, go for. okay thank you so much um and um i i'm just going to ask some like really basic questions because i'm trying to wrap my head around this and like i know that our constituent groups have raised concerns around this and i think there's an impact to parking can you just help help me understand some concerns that have been raised and like from our college community around this,
7: the the parking's probably been the mo- the primary one. Just okay. that the the protected lane will take away the parking on the Frida Kahlo side that it's going to be built on.
1: Got it. Okay, so I would I would to trust you, Chung's point that has a pretty significant impact to our college community, um, and I think the. Other thing that I will say, just like going back to the 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 diagram, like living in District Eleven and growing up in this area and doing the route from Sunnyside to Lakeview for the majority of my life, um, there that. I think there's like a bike path that's like near, is that near the Whole Foods? Is that where they're saying that the ramp is going to be? I don't know if we can pull the slides up, but is that where it is in that little like yeah. Lee and Ocean? That's correct. Which doesn't make any sense. Have have they been there? Like the trucks are constantly unloading food. Like there's an exit for cars there. People like double park in that very small um Area, So I, I don't think, I mean, just for their own planning purposes, it does not make sense. Um, I, I would be more concerned about an accident that can happen. So I don't that might be feedback for them. Thank you.
6: No, Wong. Thank you. Can we, is, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit hard for your your typical, just a regular citizen to To try to find out how they can give feedback, and 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 although like it looks like MTA, they're they're trying to engage and outreach in many different ways. It's still difficult for many folks to be able to know how to uh, participate and give that feedback. So you know, I think uh, ABEC Vasco, as you mentioned, various um, opportunities for engagement and and feedback to to MTA and the other agencies on this. Are, are we able to provide information to some of the some of the folks that are interested in in these opportunities to proactively inform them as MTA has these hearings or town halls or uh, uh, whatever or they're they're called?
7: Yeah, no, absolutely. The the information uh, came to us in the last couple of days, and uh, we do have a facilities committee meeting on Monday, and I was going to share the same information. Uh, regarding the two meetings, the one in December, the one in January is still TBD, but, you know, the, the name of it, and it can be searched or at least understood.
6: Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I think we we need to just be able to make sure that our campus community is, is heard. I, I think that there are many different perspectives on uh, on, on these projects. And also, I, I think just with the opportunities for uh, feedback, we can improve uh, what they currently have and make it the best uh, thing for everybody as well. Thank you.
1: Chair, I'm sorry. Uh, We do have public comments.
0: Yes. Oh, thank you. And then we'll move to Vice President Martinez. Is that Fred Molheim? Yes.
2: Okay. Thank
10: you. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been I've been looking at the plans now for quite a while, and it just seems that this project is quite a ways from really being fully baked. Um, I, one concern that I have is about traffic through flow on Frida Kahlo by moving the buses away from the curbs and involving uh, bus islands where buses will be stopping in the middle of the main through lanes. Um, This might work on a four lane through street, but really isn't gonna happen well on Frida Kahlo. Um, Certainly the project, the parking is an issue. And we need to remember that when the Balboa Reservoir project starts up, we will lose that main parking lot. So um, 50 spaces or how many it is is really gonna be a huge loss to the college. In terms of safety, it isn't. It hasn't been explained yet how this is going to be completely safer for our college bikers and for other bikers. Um, the college has done a lot of research on bike paths in the past, and it's my hope that the MTA will um, confer with the college to to get its. its impact impact and its information that working together, we can make this a much better project. Um, And I really thought that uh, Trustee Chisty's comment about Lee Avenue is a very, very good one. I've never understood how Lee Avenue could be used as a major entry to the Balboa Reservoir. It's just so narrow and it already has all that loading for Whole Foods going on. Thank you very much. And I'm really glad that you are addressing this issue and hoping to make it better. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Next is Michael Adams.
11: Thank you very much. Uh, I come to you as a former city planner. I spent lots of time dealing with streets, roads, valleys, gardens, zoos, stations, etc. So I speak with some experience. I'm a bicycle rider, motorcycle rider, car driver, airplane pilot, so I don't have a bias. I I think that... uh, we try to look at these things objectively. We just heard about your plans to bring new attractions to the campus, the model, the the mural. That brings people. Some of those people will drive. If we get rid of 50 parking lots here tomorrow, let's say they average two hours of of parking time. That's times four in a, an eight-hour day. We have 200 cars Roaming the neighborhood, looking for parking places, students have complained that if, when they're roaming the neighborhood, they're late for class. And so this is, and and as we build our new buildings, we're removing even more voluntarily. And unintended consequence is a collaboration with those who are trying to destroy parking <clears throat> uh, in a in a city that that is poor on public transportation, to say the very least. So um, I would really encourage you, I'm, I'm pleased to hear your caution, pleased to hear that. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> I'm pleased to hear your your caution and, and your intent to work with the students who, as I understand, are taking a poll. If Every time I go by, I have a relative who lives right nearby, so I'm on this street a lot. And the, the bicycle parking stalls, racks at the end of this building are empty almost all the time. So the image that's trying to be painted that this is a high bicycle traffic error uh, street is wrong. And it's only a one minute or less drive on a bicycle from corner to corner. So what is the, the, the huge problem here? They need to define the problem. Thank you for your time.
0: Next is Madeline Muller.
9: I'm
2: sorry that Heather's not here. We talked about this last meeting, and um, I'll tell you why we did. But I'm going to start with, um, yeah, I'm a bicyclist once. And I fell down on my way home on the tracks on Ocean Avenue. It, that's that's the dangerous part. And and they have this District Seven Ocean Avenue Mobility Action Plan. Heather was on that, where I read it fifty some pages. Uh, I couldn't find the word Frida Kahlo any place except well, kind of in a map. But then they they call it fog once in the in the in the writing. Uh, Frida Ocean Geneva. <laughs> so we're part of very small reference um chris hansen is uh, sending me things she sent me 159 pages last night i stay up late but not that late Uh, the nelson nygaard figures from 2016 that's not that far away really good surveys and up front they said city college we're using city college research we're checking with city college that was not in this district 7 plan nowhere i've read that one fairly fairly thoroughly, thoroughly. But uh, but I do want to say about my Ocean Avenue experience, because until they fix Ocean Avenue, w- wait. I mean, don't fix what's not broken, which is Frida Kahlo. But when I had to go home and I got stuck on the tracks, and fortunately, I kind of spilled over in front of Lick, um, terribly bloody knees. And the kids came out and said, you need an aspirin lady. But I, no, no, just I can coast on home. But not long after that, one of our teachers, Dave Wall, fell similar right on the tracks and and was unconscious in front of a moving Muni, the trolley, and the driver didn't see him. And they fortunately stopped inches from his head. That scared the bedievers out of me. So we've got to have this as as, as oh, yes, I'm sorry. We got to have safety going to Ocean Avenue. Now, there is a plan, but it's not ready yet to have bicycles on Holloway. So we need time to see if we can connect safely that way. We've got to have safety and Ocean Avenues, a a killer.
0: Vice President Martinez. (laughs)
9: Thank you, Ms. Estima. Several questions. I was asked by um, a member of the public about a task force that's supposed to be being put together to look into this, I have no, have no other information than do you know if there's a task force, city college task force being put together?
7: I'm not aware of a particular task force for this issue.
9: Okay. For this item. Okay, well, maybe it sounds like there are enough uh, interested parties that, that might not be a bad idea. Uh, the second comment I wanted to make is that when uh, there, when there's, a proposal to reach out to students. Let's look at their calendar. I'm thinking that December 8th for a public hearing, finals are the next week. And I know if I were a student, I would be spending my time studying, not wanting to go to a public hearing. Uh, and if something's decided in January, well, students are just starting school. If their decisions made in the summer, a lot of faculty, a lot of other employees, and a lot of students are not here in the summer. So we have to. If there's if uh, SFMTA is going to be meeting with people, they need to look at uh, the calendar that's true at City College. It also, when I look at one of the uh, slides, it looks like parking is taken away on both sides of Frida Kahlo. And uh, I remember just a couple years ago when we were gradually coming back, how many cars I saw parked. Right adjacent to the campus, and how many of those cars had Uber or Lyft signs in them. Those to me were students who were trying to get into a class and then go drive Uber and Lyft to make a living. So parking really affects our employees, but it also affects students who need to have a car. They can't afford the time on transit to get from the one or two or three jobs that they hold and also pick up their children. So it's a real problem for some of our students. I remember when we had all of this parking back here and students would come in to me as when I was dean of students to complain about, uh, well, I bought a parking pass and I can't find parking. And I would say to them, your parking pass is a hunting license. It's not guaranteed parking. So if parking was scarce there, it's going to be even more scarce once these two lanes of parking on both sides are gone. And I also think about the impact on the neighbors. Uh, When I was a student many years ago, and this is probably still true, the neighbors consistently complained about students overflowing because there was not enough parking on that campus for their night students in particular. And students even during the day couldn't find a place to park. And again, these are people with busy lives, so they would park in the neighborhoods. So if, if 50 or however many parking spaces are gone, I, you're, you we're going to get calls about all the students taking up residential parking. That's a guarantee. Uh, the other thing that I'd like to remind us about is that when this project starts, that street's going to be torn up. And what are we going to do? How, how is that convenient for any employee or even the board to get to our meetings <laughs> or our students? how long is that going to last? So there are a lot of concerns that really need to be fleshed out in more than the time that this committee has, because I'll shut up now because it's almost time to close. But I really urge that that we talk with the people at SFMTA and uh, other city agencies to say there's way too many uh, questions that need to be addressed, and this can't happen on the timeline that they suggest.
0: I, yes. I um I am just a, a little concerned Mr. Bernstein because we have an action item we haven't done yet um and I may have to ask if uh, uh chair Chisty if we can have 5 minutes from the next committee so um Mr. Bernstein if we have uh, any time left after we this action item I'll ask you to come for public comment thank you We'll return to you. Uh, So the next item is uh, recommendations for anticipated action and consent items for the October 26, 2023 Board of Trustees meeting. Uh, Comments, questions, motion, any of that from committee members.
6: I'd like to move that we consider items 5A through F at the, the same time.
9: At this
0: meeting?
6: Uh, yeah. All right. Yes.
0: Yes. Is there a second? Second. All right. So um, let's move to a vote on that. Thank you. Um, Chair Solomon? Yes. Trustee Chung? Hi, Trustee Wong? Yes. Motion carries. Thank you. And do you want to make a motion to that effect? To To do so, to consider all? What would your motion? To-
6: oh, I, I thought we, we just voted on my motion to consider, to appro- rec- recommend to the full board, approve these uh, to move forward. Um, I, heard
0: consider, I heard consider, so like there were of- no polls. in other words.
6: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. My motion, uh, I'm making a motion to approve uh, items 5A through F.
5: Is there a second? Second, but I, I have some discussion points. Um, or Questions? Okay. Um, so that so we can take a vote before you. Y- yes. Okay. So, oh, or if we if we can enter discussion first, really quickly, Trustee uh, Chair Solomon. Yes, we will have to make it quick. Okay. Um, I I did I did share some of the questions already in advance with um Dr. Martin, but I I wanted to share it with the public as well as um. And hoping that ABC Vasquez can provide an answer um, when it comes before the full board. Um, particularly with uh like for, for 5B, for example, with the ADA parking spots um being considered, if it would be used for um office space. And if so, if we're replacing it, um, are we still in minimum compliant with ADA laws? Um, as well as how if for 5C, how the modulars are currently used. Um and for us, um, oh, yes, that, that, that those are my questions so far. 5B?
7: Yeah, so for 5B, which is a contract with um, LPAS Architect, um, part of some of the additional work was creating some spaces. We, we did one of the projects that wasn't part of the original design, DSA added, was the concrete work in front of the library. It wasn't up to uh, ADA standards, so we had a. That's one example of some added cost that we had to uh, incur cost for design work, and it also reflect on a future construction cost as well. And then for item five C, um, the mobile modular units there, um, there. as part of the new sprung structure um, at Evans. There are two mobile modular units. One is a campus bungalow, and one is a restroom bungalow campus police bungalow, I'm sorry, and then uh, one is the restroom, um, and that's part of their lease agreement is we we had a three-year term, um, and that started when they get installed. And so when the three-year term has expired, and now we're entering into another extension as we look forward to doing a, the modernization of the Evans Center
5: project. And so just to clarify, thank you, um, Chair Solomon. So we are not replacing, as in there, we are just modifying the ADA parking spots so that they are compliant.
7: Correct. It's a drop-off zone right in front of the library that needed to be redone and other ADA parking spots. There's also going to be a similar project out here on the south side of MUB. We're just waiting to get the schedule from the contractor.
5: Got it. Okay. Um, And then... um, If it would be possible, um, just just to save us time to have, when it comes before the board, to understand um, how it's cost-saving for us to have an extension to the current contract as opposed to getting new modulars, that'd be great. Sorry, can you? So my understanding is that because we are extending the contract, it it has resulted in a 10% escalation in cost and how that is better than... um, contracting with another company and installing new modulars?
7: So, so the the modular process, and I'll be brief, um, it, we'd have to hire a contractor to remove the existing ones and then hire another contractor to bring a new set and then continue the process. So the extension is just a, a way to continue the existing systems there. Right.
5: Okay. Thank you.
0: Any further comments or questions on this item?
1: Chair, I'm so sorry, we have a public comment. Oh,
0: thank you for the
3: reminder. I appreciate it.
0: Harry Bernstein.
3: I guess I'm either troubled or confused from uh, the report I got from purchasing uh, a few weeks ago. um, Leasing of the sprung structures over there have come to as much as a million dollars and that includes the cost of purchasing them. So I am just baffled about what the lease arrangement is. If we own them, that certainly needs to be explained. Um, so I, th- I think Trustee Chung is on the right track to be raising some questions. there.
0: Thank you. With that, we will move to a vote on these items. Chair Solomon? Yes. Trustee Chung?
1: Aye. Trustee Wong? Yes. The motion passed.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. And Mr. Bernstein, did you have additional comments? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking. You may go. Please speak now. Thank you. Sorry for my confusion.
3: Thank you. Um, So, in answer to one of the questions you had how many incidents this is i'm sorry this is about the quick build project um sfmta it's mr goodrich who made two presentations so far the first was on july 24th at the facilities committee um he said that they were being proactive he mentioned that there had been all of five incidents traffic incidents over a five-year period all I remember is that three of them involved pedestrians. I don't remember if he addressed how serious they were, but uh, that's what he was concerned about. Um, he also said um, that yes, there would be a public meeting. Now we know when it will be. That's a good point about the when it's happening. And he was asked if that would have much impact, because the final thing is to go before the board of directors of the SFMTA. And he was very frank, he said no. He kind of hedged his bets when he came back the next time, but he just said, no, it's not gonna have any effect. And the worst thing is that the board of supervisors has given complete discretion in these projects to the SFMTA, so there is no oversight. There's community pressure, but there is nothing to force them to uh, cooperate with the college, to give more time to get data. They're concerned with their own data. What Madeline said about the Ocean Avenue, if they showed half as much concern about the traffic mess and the conflict of all those resources on uh, Ocean Avenue as they are in Frida Kahlo, they might be some safety. but. Um, that's that's really not clear um and trustee Chisti and chung both had concerns about um, that project keep your eye on it
0: thank you my notes indicate two at least two future agenda items one would be an update and information on the evans campus and the other would be the Harry Britt, uh, naming uh, a building for Harry Britt. Are there others you should add to that list?
9: Pardon? Maybe a report back on what's going on with the SFMTA?
0: Okay. Yes. At this point, it should be a standing item until something is resolved there. Thank you. Seeing no further suggestions, uh, this committee meeting is adjourned. Thank you.